Hey, everybody. This is some uh, bonus core content from the podcast core. Uh, of course, you probably know that because you're getting this on the core feed, I would assume. Um, normally, this is Patreon only content. We do like pre-show coverage and uh, sometimes it goes kind of long, usually about 25 minutes. This one went about 40. And um, the reason I'm sharing it with you now is we had this really great impromptu discussion about AI art generation and how it would apply to video games. And by the time it was over, I was like, whoa, that was really good discussion. It went places. I think it's interesting. And I think it's worth your time to hear it. And also, I've been looking for one of our pre-shows to put out on the main feed anyway to tell people that this is what patrons get every week in addition to other benefits by being a patron of the show. So, you know, what was my attempt to say, hey, we got a new teaser we can give to people and say, hey, come on over and join the Patreon I also just happen to think it was really good discussion and worth your time. Whether you go to the Patreon or not, I really wanted you to hear it. So they got a, a bunch of days early. You're getting it now. And uh, I'd like to know what you think. So enjoy. Send us your feedback. Here it is. Look, if, uh, if an AI can create an entire story in about five minutes, we should be able to make a better <laughs> mic arm. That's what I say. Man. Those AIs. I know. It's, um, it's weird because... You know, obviously having you as a as an artist who's a friend, yeah. lots of artist friends. Right. Um, I understand the anxiety and fear that is. Hey, you took twenty pictures of your head, yeah, and here is uh, a bunch of avatars for you. Give yeah. us five bucks. Yeah, you know, here's the ultimate um, in uh, avatar uh, goodness for five for five but, measly dollars. Yeah. But I also understand people want an artistic avatar. You yeah. know. Yeah. And. I can't afford actual artist commissions. Yeah, they're expensive. You're yeah. not wrong. And they and they should be. Like artists should get paid. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in it, but it is expensive to uh, to commission art. And it's yet another example of people just need to be making more money. Yeah, that's the other thing. But also part of it is like um uh, you know, like, for example, when you get one of, one of those avatars looks like GTA or something. Yeah. And let's say that's even what you were hoping to get. That's cool and everything. But the problem is, or there's some ethical issues that no one's thinking about right now. Not you, but just in general, where that art had to be fed into machine learning. So it had to originate somewhere. Right. And they are not getting paid for that at all. So right. all just, of this you stuff. Know, Google search the style, feed it to the machine, and then correct. And the have same that thing style copied, and no money ever goes to the people that put in the work. And it's kind of happening on both ends because on the one side you're doing that, and on the other, especially the ones that say do this in the style of, and that's when my my hairs go up. I'm like, oh shit, that means they just scanned everybody's art, and yeah. you know they're not going to give any credit money or anything to it. It's just you know, it's just there's an ethics thing there, a question there. The second thing is, on the other end of it, they're also asking people, like that Lensa thing is saying, hey, let us take 20 pictures of you from a bunch of angles. You're, you guys are for free feeding their machine learning. Um, and that's valuable That's valuable data to them that you get nothing for. In fact, you pay to use, <laughs> to use it. Yeah. So it's all just. And they a, make th you. That one was a real uh, rip because not only do they make you pay for the avatars, but you have to sign up just to use the app. 
right. in the hopes that you're not going to unsubscribe. Yeah, so they want your info. They want you know they want everything everybody else wants. It's not that unusual compared to you know a more traditional app or something. But there's just a lot of angles to it that I don't think people think about because in their heads, same with me, I see it and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that thing pounded out five of those. That's amazing. Those look great. Right. It, I just it, wanted to try it, and I got I I did. I yeah. tried some. I, I did it because I was like, I want to see what this looks like. It's that it's it's not really FOMO because it's not like I'm going to miss out. But it was like, a, oh, look what it did for X person. I want to see what it does for me. Right. And like, I, honestly, I thought the results were pretty good. They're I very mean, like, good. They're more than like, good. Yours looked here, really I've, good. Here's the link to mine. If you didn't yeah, put it, it in, I'll, I'll put it up. Like they're 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 pretty good. I guarantee they're good. <laughs> I know they're good because I've seen them. But yes, th- these are amazing. Hold on here. I'm going to pull the whole thing up. And show the chat. So, so I have a favorite. I'll tell you what it is in a second of these. But um, I mean, these are amazing. Wait, I got. I'm on the wrong screen. Shit. My camera shouldn't be there. There we go. So there's John looking like uh, almost Gears of War professor kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it should be in Gears of War. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, that might be my favorite. There's a real. There's a real determination on this face that I yeah. can respect. I'm happy to be the Fortnite skin that this has made me into. This one where you hear me? Oh, hi, Bo. Now we can. Were you saying things? I've been here for a while. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Uh, no. I I don't want to interrupt you. Continue. I just want to make sure you can hear me. I got to go change my shirt. So please, as you were. All all right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to. Part of me doesn't want to know why he wants to change his shirt. That's, we'll that's unpack fine. that shortly, I think. Yeah, but there's a, here's this one where you look like you were you're on the the poster of the happening and you're trying to figure out. What's going yeah. on here? Like this what's... one's this one's weird because this is just like a stylistic pass on an actual picture. I don't know what I was doing in this picture, but like it's probably the closest to just a picture with a filter over it, yeah, and a random background because that's pretty much what that picture of me looks like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it looks like uh, what was that game that won the narrative thing on the VGA? Oh, all still images. Oh, the car, the driving car, uh, is yeah. Route sixty six looking thing. Whatever. It, it was looks called. exactly like the art from that. Yeah, I could totally see that. And then your next one is very—I don't know what to compare this to. It reminds me of something very specific. It looks like Team Fortress, I think. Oh almost. yeah, okay. Yeah, the yeah, oranges and stuff, and the painterly style, totally. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> this one is your GTA look, I think, sort of. A little yeah, cyberpunky. It's a little askew. It's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, you're maybe on drugs to see it like that, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But the trick is, or the thing that's like, I see this stuff and go, man, this stuff is amazing. And then I go, oh, man. <laughs> like,. Like, well, it's the Jurassic Park effect. We all want to see dinosaurs, but then Ian Malcolm starts talking about all the problems with it, and you're like, ah, he's really raining on the parade of dinosaurs, but he's right, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's that same conundrum. It's like, but we want dinosaurs. Because I can tell but, you this, even if you had it done digitally, it doesn't really matter because traditional and digital are almost the same in the same hands, like time-wise. But you're looking at this one, this this Gears of War-looking one, that's probably eight hours of work for a fast illustrator. Yeah. And the computer did it again on the backs of thousands of illustrators because that's what they're learning from. 
but there's they, this one too, and I really like. But they produced this in what? How many minutes did you wait for all of these to be made? Like twenty minutes. Like twenty full and, minutes. And these were the ones I liked. There were there were tons of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I it's, also I shared another one that uh, in. Discord How much does it cost? Made me laugh. It's five bucks? Is it's it? like yeah, it's like five or seven bucks or something like that. Well, this one's great. Yeah, I'm getting a kind of Half Life vibe out of it. I don't it's know. so swarmy. I've never been that that smarmy in my life. Yeah, here you go, chat. <laughs> and Gordon Freeman's butthole the lab partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm gonna the anti research. Yeah. It's definitely got that kind of thing. No, not the butthole. He's more that he's the Joker. He's the wild card. Oh. He's the guy who has the explosives, right? Okay, yeah. Or in Mass Effect, you're flying the ship, or you you're a cool scientist that's the the shepherd has like to go. That's, yeah. that's mischief in his eye. That's yeah. not evil. That's mischief. That's like I know you want to use your crowbar, but we're using C four. The captain just said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna crash if we don't do this," and you went, "No, captain, not with my fly, not with this fly, you crazy." It's twenty bucks. So it's weird because it's twenty dollars for that, John. No, and five. No, it's like five. Oh, and Scott, how much do you charge? It's uh, five, and remember to undo a subscription. <laughs> right, five and undo a subscription. But also, how many? How many did you make for five? It's like twenty of them or something. Thirty of them. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's all like, these I different think it's styles. I think it might be a hundred that you get. They look, look really good. That one where you're looking, you probably already talked about it straight on. That's like a character panel in a, a CRPG. Yeah, no, for real. All these yeah. kind of are like, like you, you could you could totally star in many video games as the portrait of a character. Yeah. In fact, I think you can make a pretty compelling RPG character from the photos you have. Yeah. Like if you just make this an RPG party member, you know, I would I would want to. Who is this man? It's interesting With because any gaze. any one of these drawings. Any one of these illustrations would take an artist upwards to eight to let's say twelve hours at a minimum if they're just doing your face. Yeah. Wow. Um, that software took you less than twenty minutes, five bucks, and you're off to the races. So what's the website called? So here's the question. <laughs> we got Bo interested. <laughs> it's an it's an app. It's called Lensa, like lens, and then S. Oh, it's on your phone. Yeah, it's a phone thing. Um. So here's what I wanted to say about that. John, maybe the positive angle on this is John now has an affordable way to get the avatars he wanted. And maybe one day he can afford Alex uh, Ross or somebody or one of his favorite comic artists at Marvel or something like that, like, you know, a big time commission. But this is like, no, this is good for now or this is good enough for what I need. Um, one of the big concerns is a lot of illustrators make their living by doing article art. So like if Newsweek runs an article on, I don't know, the economy, you'll pay an artist, you know, a couple of grand to do a, a thing. And we're already starting to see those slots get filled with generated stuff. That's concerning in the short term for artists, but I'm not ready to fully go. We're doomed. I, I I I tend to think that things even out, even though this is a little different. Like everyone says, well, what about when uh, Lotus one two three and later Excel that changed the whole accounting world and everyone thought that was going to kill all these jobs. It's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they, they, they didn't li- build it. It's a little it. bit different. It's a, they <laughs> didn't build it on the writing 
and magazines of other people exactly as like crowd like i think your concern is that like the intelligence behind it is just crowdsourced freely from people who don't get any compensation that's 100 percent it there's a huge ethical change there whereas with uh you know automating the speed at which you can account for things or do spreadsheets or or because we just ran it because we didn't know this was going to happen and we put shit on the internet (laughs) yeah kind of now you're like i can't put my shit on the internet i mean maybe it just makes real world nfts where people don't upload their shit and you have to go to a museum to see it i don't know it's an interesting it's an it will be very interesting the next few years are going to have really interesting discussions about whether some of this should be you know that whether government should step in and say look we have rules about other uh usage of people's work why is this any different i mean that stuff's going to come out whether we like it or not. And then it's going to get complicated because it, back in the day, it was like, well, if John, uh, we'll just use John's example. Let's say John saw something I did and said, I'm going to draw that. And he drew it, copied it, made money from it. Well, that's an easy case. It's like, it's me, it's John and a court and we're done and we deal with it. In this case, you're going, here's a machine that has uh, data, visual data from hundreds of thousands of artists that aren't even alive anymore, including the ones that are alive. He has all of this stuff and it's pooping this stuff out every five seconds. How do you even regulate that? Like, I just, uh, I don't know. The whole thing's just, the whole thing's pretty wild. So I'm not ready to say it's all gloom and doom because I don't think it is quite yet, but it is. No, I mean, I don't think it kills artists, but it's certainly, it, it, like the term starving artists exists for a reason and it's certainly not helping them. No. You know, like it's it's taking something that was already not the most lucrative field in the entire world and you know, right. certainly removing work, but there are very cool applications. I mean, imagine, you know, if the new Baldur's Gate game, you know, when you're trying to make your avatar, you got to pick your portrait, and it's like, well, here's the 15 portraits you can pick from. Imagine if they were just like, hey, show us a picture of your face. Yeah. All right, boom. Here's a character that looks exactly like you in the style that matches the universe. Like, that kind of application in video games and stuff is really, really cool. Or a way to quickly and easily generate assets to, you know, make games more expansive on the cheap. Like, there's some really cool technological implications that make you go... Well, I, I want this to keep being pursued. I want this to be an avenue that's explored. But I also don't want to hurt people. I mean, I made these avatars because I wanted to see what it was like. I don't use them. My my current Twitter avatar is just a dumb picture of the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> Would it be better, I, Scott, if it was free? Um, Would no, it feel better for you if it was free? Maybe, maybe. I mean, from an ethical standpoint, maybe. It's not even that from it a, feels... like a Star Trek standpoint, like... In our wildest sci-fi dreams, we all upload our consciousness onto a data structure. Well, who's operating the server that our data structure is stored on? You know, oh, like, right, exactly. So, you know, like it's right. And who's who? Do I own my own creations once I'm a data structure, or does the company who I made the agreement with to provide me service so that I may continue to live as an electronic pile of of <laughs> diodes or something, whatever? Not diodes, but circuits and capacitors and hard disks. Sure. No, that's a great. You know, like so, like question. do we? Like, is it just the money part? If this is all free and we're just becoming sci-fi humans, are you like, oh, it's cool? Like, if we were sci-fi then- humans that were, um, it's a devaluation I'm a little bit concerned about. And I don't mean me in particular. I'm not no. trying to make this about me. But it, like, if 
if we yeah, as but why he, not? Your art's on the internet, and the AI is going to go, "Hey, that's sweet." Well, I'll count myself in there, but I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, just from a cultural standpoint, if humanity devalues, and this will happen to some degree, if it devalues the work of an artist, even though the work of an artist is partly why that damn AI can do what it does, it can't do it without it. It fed it information that it needed. That information is from humans. The humans made it. So it's not an equal transaction is the problem. And so if they... It's not sentient either, so you can't it's not digital uh, You can't blame it. We can't, get, we can't get in a fight with it. It's not inspired it. by your art. If an no. artist is inspired by your stylings and draws in your style... Fair play. I think a right? lot of people. I think a lot of people will go. Oh well, why would I? Why would we need artists for? It? We have this. Like they're just going to devalue the need for art um, in the world as part of the human fabric. That's what I worry about. And that seems big and esoteric, but I really, I really do kind of worry about that. Most we already do that with a lot of other stuff, like uh, writing and and some of that stuff is devalued at the school level. People yeah. are like ah, get a real job, go you know, be this or that. I'm hearing and, crazy things about that chatbot too. By the way, you won't have to write a novel anymore. No, yeah, that thing's nuts, dude. Holy shit! But but I mean, like that's the that's the part is that there's no there's no doorway out. Like artists can't collectively go, well, we're not doing art anymore, mm-hmm. and stop this from happening. You know what I mean? Like there's no, it's just something that kind of is happening yeah and i don't want to be a part the part that's the i think that's the part that's the scariest is it's is it's not like you can go oh this this computer is really good at you know recording audio voice actors look out because an argument could be made well you're never going to fully replace voice actors i'm sure we'll get a place to a place there too yeah we will we're getting um, there already but yeah we'll get there we'll get there with voice acting we'll get there with uh with writing as you mentioned and you're right. There's no stuffing that genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and beca- just done. You because just have to of accept that. It. Yeah. Exactly. And because of that, we will see it as so convenient and so easy that just we won't value that stuff anymore. Hang on. And- Sci-fi tangent. Sci-fi tangent. Go. Maybe let me try to make you feel positive about these things because I had a thought. What if in the future, yeah, we have all this AI-generated art. Eventually, it should learn to animate it. And then you'll get an app. Yeah. Making your own cartoon will be as easy as downloading an app oh, that's and coming. having to work at it. But you won't have to draw the cells. Yeah, that's coming. You can guide the AI and make your own car in a weekend. As long as it took you to make vampire fryers, you can make G1 Transformers. <laughs> and I think about that and I'm like, maybe artists will spend their time guiding AI to make the cartoons we never got that we wished. Like season five of g1 transformers i'm like i just want that let me just make it well that's happening i even think it's happening it will happen with video games you'll be able to say to an ai make me a video game i need it done by tomorrow and it needs to have these aspects to it i need half-life 3 please (laughs) and it will have a ton of data uh, from much history about what makes uh, people uh you know what progression works for people how dopamine works in humans they'll make a video game, top to bottom, all the art, all the animation, all the sound, all the everything, all the inputs, and it'll be done for you. Like, I guess that's what I'm saying, is we're all talking about it from an artist's perspective right now, but this is the direction it's going. Yeah. The, the end game wasn't a static image of John's face. That's never been the goal. The goal is... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the goal is to, like, complete top to bottom control of this stuff 
And while part of me, there is a chunk of me that this innovation is very interesting to. Um, especially like John, you know, the example you gave about the RPG, like a CRPG using your face to, to put it in the, the style of the world and everything, like Baldur's Gate or whatever. There are already games being made with small teams who can't afford to pay an artist for a bunch of really expensive portraits to choose from. Instead, they have an art, they have an AI image generator that is trained for that art style to just poop out hundreds of them, maybe even on the flies. So they're not even ones that anyone else will ever get. And you're choosing then. And you're also saying, I'd like the eyes closer together before this is done. I'd like a mustache on that guy, kind of like a character creator, but done in this painting thing. Like that's already happening. That's a thing. And that, those are jobs that someone's not going to get paid for. And maybe in the long run, that's okay. Things cess out and, you know, they go wherever they go. But the speed at which this is happening is kind of breakneck. And like at the same time, too, you know, the metahuman stuff looks really good. And once you figure out how to tell these the software, can you make that metahuman do a sad expression? And for each sad expression to be procedurally generated but natural to the face so that all 100 sad expressions... That you ask it are unique and different, just yeah. like in a human, like sure. procedurally generated sadness in metahumans. I guarantee you can. Like, like I, I, ju- I feel like it, 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 it's we're on the cusp, so it feels bad because it's changed. But like humans, a hundred years from now, as long as things don't blow up, are going to be like, man, they used to draw shit. <laughs> I, I think this is a. You know, uh, like, yeah, I think yeah. this is a. a, a I don't know. I don't know if this if this saves it. Um, but I think it is a reality. I think we are going to see a premium develop where it's, well, this was drawn by an actual artist. Mm-hmm. I do think oh, yeah. that we are going to go down that route where mm-hmm. all of a sudden it becomes, you know, bougie or whatever to be like, no, I actually had a human being do this. I'm not going to tell you about the AI tool that generated this for me. I'm going to tell you about the actual artist who did this. But again, it's still it shrinks that pool to where, yes, there will be people who are, you know, standouts and, you know, lauded for doing the work, but less people get to be in that space. Right. Because it can be so easily done uh, by AI. I agree. That's 100 percent true. And and someone in the chat posted a good question. So I I love this, except when people in the in the conversation about it uh think they know exactly what will happen that's when i back away from those people because i don't think they know shit about how it's going to go because i don't know either no nobody does but i love this discussion about where it could go and how it might suss out or whatever someone in the chat says are we sad now for typesetters all these days later these many years later after typesetting became obsolete the answer is they missed out on uh andor well, I mean, I'm a little sad. For, I'm a little <laughs> sad for them. Didn't make it to this age to see. Yeah, Andor. that's true. We're always sad when no one sees Andor. But I, I feel a little bad in the era they existed in. But, but also that was a slower process. Like the the move from from a, a world where type was set by hand with a bunch of metal letters. I've actually gone to places who still have this, like as museum items. It's very cool. Um, so, like, the next time you're doing typing or something and you, and you want to ch- check the letting on your words or your paragraph, they're literally referring to that 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 percentage you mess around with in Word or any other word processor. That term letting comes from these strips of lead you would literally stick between your lines so you could thicken up the space. Oh. Um, there's a, it's a, I took this typography class in college. It was so awesome. And anyway, that's where I learned all that. But the point is... Uh, 
Uh, what was my point? Oh, my point is like those guys, that was a slower transition. It was not overnight. This shit is virtually overnight. Like, well, yeah, and I, I think even regardless of the pace, like, are you really making the argument that because it happened to other people that makes it okay for the future? Like, that's a stupid argument. That is a weird thing. Yeah, like, weird like yes, I'm sure it was devastating for people back then. And yes, the world kept going. The world will keep going regardless of the outcome of this, too. That doesn't mean that I, one, wasn't on one side of it trying it out, and two, on the other side where I'm like... You know, I think that kind of sucks to be an artist in it. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's empathy and understanding, and it's not hard to have and you well, know, look into it. These days, it feels like it's harder to have than ever. Ever, if I'm to gauge other people, but but you make a good point. That's I agree with you. Always the problem with artists, though. It's it's. I think there's a recurring theme in any creative, like raw creative endeavor, like drawing, writing, is that there are people on who do it, and that's a frontier because you're taking something that doesn't exist and bringing it into existence. Mm-hmm. And many people don't have that capability though. They wish they could. Yeah. And I think what we're sort of up against is like AI empowers those. Those people have generally tended or there's a history of artists being like undervalued, misunderstood. Oh, that's easy. Uh, you know, must be nice not to have a real job. Um, all those things that we sort of associate with artists, like, oh, can't you just do that? You know, like that others can't do and AI kind of makes it feel like it's their victory. No, but like, great. We don't got to put up with the artists who have to suffer, who have to go down wrong corridors all the time, who have to, you know, we don't, we can just tell it what we want and they're going to find without AI, unless they're sentient, is they're still going to need people who are exploring that endless frontier of creativity you know like so i don't think artistic endeavor goes away i just think respect for artistic endeavor goes away and maybe that explains because even I, I i'm like super enthused about ai and i have a lot of you know science fiction think about it but at the same time i think about it and go like if i'm exploring a frontier i create something people are so quick to dismiss it as shit and and people don't respect the job and people underpay you and just think you can take it and it's no big deal but the artist suffers yeah yeah well you know there's that's, suffering that's a good way of putting exploration. it that's a good way of putting it there's also this thing of i've done this i've sat down here recently got everything out i'm like all right i got it i got some art i got to do for this card game i'm making and i'll put pen to, to paper and go this is going to take me three hours. What I have to do right here. I could do this in two minutes. I I start thinking that way and I hate how that feels. It feels shitty because what it feels like is, man, you spent your whole life trying to perfect your thing, trying to find your style, trying to do your thing. And and now, and now you really are facing this idea that I'm just do it in five seconds. Even I would find it more convenient in some cases to go computer, make me a thing. And have it do its thing. You know, I have to think yeah. this is probably how people who do part fab and other stuff look at the 3D printing world as it continues to accelerate and become more complex. But it's a sl- that is a slow-ass go. Like, 3D printer, I mean, I know it's relatively new, but, like, look at 3D printers in 2012, look at them today. Better resolutions today, different materials today. Like, we're getting better and better at it, but it's still mostly people making you know, uh, a convenient place to hang their controller on the wall or a replacement part for their dishwasher because that's plastic too. So no big deal. Use PVC. Like 
it's it's just not leaps and bounds. This shit right here, those pictures of John's face, those are high resolution, print ready, done professional portraits. Done. It's all. We're not waiting for the innovation to finally make it equal. It's there. It's that freaking there. And then the, the ethical question about well, what's that built on? Well, it's built on data from a ton of artists who got nothing for it. That's a problematic thing. But I don't know. I think it's interesting and you're making me want to put this pre-show out for everyone to hear it because this is too good of a conversation to keep behind a paywall <laughs> yeah i yeah, think do so it. Uh, do it we're supposed to talk about farts I'm so doing, yeah. yeah this isn't Corn funny has at all been generous this week we were just recording for hours and hours and hours let's just give people more i mean let's the dream is this is a seven day a week show if you give us enough money yeah that is I, will, I, will, I will stream all seven days we'll talk about video games and art and poo for seven days you know, other people. There's got to be a decent amount of money. Scott's expensive. Here's the other thing people the other have said. Pillar of core poop. People, <laughs> people have <laughs> people have said that uh, maybe they'll just be tools like any other artist tool is today. You know, tablets and rocks used to be our tool, and chalks and things, and eventually paint and papyrus and 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 paper. And you know, we evolve and change. And photography jumped in. Everybody thought that was the end of artists. It wasn't. Um, so there's there's times we can look at and say, oh, look at these different innovations. But all the while, there was always a human involved. If the tool is me saying, computer, I want to make a desert landscape, and it does all of the landscape for me, and I just go in and tweak it a little bit, that goes against every bit of training I ever had about tracing, copying, uh, <laughs> cheating. <laughs> like it feels cheat. I feel like I'm cheating. I can't do it. It feels wrong to me. So maybe there's a they'll be on a, a like a moral pivot. Where, yeah, you know, or or, or, it's a a little because it's a little bit an A and B because what you're saying sounds a little bit kind of the flavor of I don't like EDM. It's not real music because the instruments aren't real. You know, you talk to a rock guy who's like, I don't listen to that shit. I listen to real rock and roll. That's not music. That's computer shit. Hmm. And you're like, I've heard some pretty great electronic music. Oh, yeah. And also, P.S., all the metal stuff you're listening to. Has got computer and that shit that do you just don't hear you it, don't you know. So it. it's a yeah. myth, anyways. Everything is uh, good auto tune. You can't detect. Yeah, that's, that's actually the original point of auto tune, not T Pain throwing it in your face, but like, um, and like drum uh, repetition, all kinds of tricks to make a production sound great. It's all everything released is using computers to enhance the experience. But you still meet people that are like, I only like if the instrument is played. Mm. It's not real music if they don't play the instrument. Mm. So music's kind of gone through this maybe circa 10, 20 years ago and has kind of come out the other side. Well, even more so because people still play instruments. I was was listening to this podcast called 1942. uh, I think it's just called One Year, and they pick a year and do a whole series on the year, and they talk about World War II and all this other stuff. But one of the things they talked about is they called it the year the music stopped. And what what it was, was the artists all went on strike about halfway through 1942, because that was the year that regular, like technology had finally gotten caught up to the point where everybody could be recorded. And up till then, the mindset is music is a live performance, period. It, that's it. That's all it'll ever be. Even in movies, silent films, you had an orchestra or a small band playing live at a theater. That's how it worked. So all these musicians. And that's jobs for people. That's jobs. Exactly. Musicians. That's and so the idea, they could not comprehend this idea of you're going to record this and then a million people will listen, but I only had to play it once and that's all I had to do. And now who's getting all that money? And they didn't want to share that with these new record labels and all this stuff. 
Like no one's going to go to a live concert ever again. It was very disruptive in in a lot of ways like this is. So I am trying to have like a, a perspective. On I it. think I think they're still going to need the people on the frontier because you know you know what happens everyone uses this app everyone's got the same avatar and that that value of it being cool goes away. Mm-hmm. Being cool still matters. Mm-hmm. Being like having cachet, have be, being so people exploring on the frontier on in art i think is still gonna matter but yes uh, they should be compensated there should be rules right like like what we want from art has shifted like you just have to go back and look at what was popular you know over a period of time and things looked real different and it wasn't just a matter of well we didn't have the tools it was that was aesthetically what people wanted from their art um, some of it was limitations, you know, obviously back in the day, they weren't pulling up Photoshop and just putting together whatever they wanted. But, um, you it's know, a little more manual we, then. Yeah, that's yeah. True. The styles we like, the things we like, um, you know, it's not universal. And I think it's going to evolve over time. And if we don't have anybody to generate that style um to feed to the ai machines they're not going to come up with it well it's like it's like the impression impressionism came out of a uh rebellion against the standard that the art world thought there should be at the time and it was so different and weird that it was it was literally a rebellion by artists and so there'll be some of that the difference now is though these machines are scanning and seeing and doing and feeding this stuff in real time so even if somebody goes, whoa, mind-blowing new art coming out of whatever, the machine just needs a 10-minute scan, and it's got it. So yeah, that's I mean, that part's the one the, different that's part. the history of art is, is always to be disruptive of status quo. Right, right. It's and in a some ways, kind of funny blip that's happening right now where the status quo is trying to co-opt a lot of this stuff. And I don't want to get into it, but Kanye on his tour... And everyone wants to co-opt him on the on the status quo, wrong, racist bullshit. Is like wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's rage against the machine. It's throw at your computers. Yeah. Burn down the office. Right. Anarchy. Yeah. Like it's not and it, it's always been disruptive over whatever the oppressive status quo is. And there's kind of there still is a direction. We'll get back there because the art always ends up being used for that. Yeah. I mean, it's the human um, way. It's not there right now. You're right. And an AI is not going to be able to generate art disruptive of the status quo. That's why I think there's going to be like a Luddite movement at some point amongst the kids, like your kids. There already is. Or your, grand, your grandkids are going to grow up on YouTube and Instagram loving nothing about uh, but computers and being in this weird world where they're constantly on a screen. And I think a generation or so after that are going to be like, our stupid parents got cell phones glued to their penises. Like, no more computers. Like, nothing but trees, man. Maybe a second hippie movement of some kind. Like, you could see it happening. You could. There's as always, a punk rock there's thing always to be like, you know what? Back, yeah. I'm not going to do online banking. What do you think of that? Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> lemonade if this wasn't pre-show i'd be annoyed i'd be annoyed listening to someone eat while they're talking <laughs> yeah yeah I, anytime i think boy that sounds a little rough i just remind myself it's pre-show and it doesn't bother me anymore 
<laughs> All right, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. All right, start. Bo's gonna <laughs> Bo's gonna go uh, shed whatever he just ate, and uh, we're gonna get started. <laughs> I really do think I am gonna share this out. I think it's interesting, and I'm and I'm actually I've been a little bit. It's been a little woeful trying to find a place where it is being talked about intelligently and not overly emotional uh, responses to everything. It's very hard to have this conversation, so I'm actually glad it came up. Yes, yeah. we can talk about stuff like this here and not we get can. weird. It's a it's a safe space here. It is a safe space. Welcome to our safe space where uh, you at home can say stuff and we can answer it as well. Like this. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Rusty Nail says problem is the people who are currently saying those thins both just said are all wearing mega hats. Oh, I don't know about that. You mean like the ones that are saying go back to the old ways, the one the country was better before this sort of stuff? I mean, I guess I guess you could equate that, but I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's what Bo's that's not saying, what Bo's saying. Bo Bo is saying that right now we live, uh, you know, we live in front of screens. We have everything like handed to us in a way that a lot of people, uh, older people, didn't, and it might seem it, it seemed like novelty for us growing up to be like. Mom, Dad, what are you doing? Just look it up on the internet. You know, you're so lame. Just get on the internet and find the answers. But the novelty of that when it becomes the norm, Mm -hmm. it might be more novel to be like, and this is a terrible example because it won't be this, but Mm -hmm. uh, it might be more novel for kids to go like, you know what, I'm going to read an encyclopedia. (laughs) I can get on the internet and look up up the answer immediately. I'm going to go read the encyclopedia because that's... There, there is a bo- that's like, weird and that's strange. Yeah, it's and strange and novel. hipstery and novel. It's the same reason my daughter will not get rid of this old typewriter she got at a garage sale. She never uses it. She doesn't, even, you know, whatever. But she just loves the idea of this is how stuff used to be. Yeah. And I think there is there is a younger generation who are a little tired of the on all the time kind of life, and I think that there's something to that. Um, I don't think that is the. There's no exclusivity to political stance on that. I don't think at all. Yeah. Uh, I get that way about things. Like I see, cause right now when I look, you know, at, at my, my stepkids, they, they are still in the embrace your online life kind of stage. Mm. They're not really embracing this other stuff. And I, I look at them and I'm like, guys, like, like the internet went down and you would have thought life ended, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we had an, we had an internet outage and it was like, they shut down as human beings. They're like, what do we do? Yep. Um, and I went out there and I was like, guys, do you ever use your imaginations? <laughs> like, I just, I was like, you ever done that? Yeah. Is that a thing you've ever tried? Yeah, they and they're say? like, they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like. Look, and I just immediately sat down. I went full kid mode. I started playing with the baby's toy trucks, and I started having a race. And I'm not kidding. It took three seconds of me telling a fake narrative about these toy trucks running from a giant truck that was going to eat them and a race surrounding it. They both sat down and started joining in and playing along with me. It's there. That spark and that imagination and that creativity and that human nature is still within us. We just ignore it most of the time because there's so much stuff vying for our attention. And it's not a political stance to be like, hey, there's going to be people that embrace that and think that's cool. That's not politics. That's just... That's just human. That's just human nature to be like, hey, this is how my parents do it, and I don't want to be like my parents, so I'm going to do it a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I am going to share. I'm putting this out for everybody. That's happening. 